balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule, changing the world one life at a time. I went to my dentist, and my dentist goes, oh, your gums are so good now. And I said, well, I'm taking this stuff called Balance of Nature. And she pulls out a bottle. <laughs> and she goes, oh, you want some? And they were all hooked on it. it it's, it's really good. I have cut down on supplements so much uh, with this because it's giving me a balance, and I can tell it. And I can really definitely see a difference in energy, stamina, and I'm sure that if that's doing better, the inside of me is doing better. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code KATE. Because the goal is not to completely subjugate Afghanistan. The goal is to use Afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the United States, out of the tax bases of European countries, through Afghanistan, and back into the hands of a transnational security elite. That is the goal, i.e. the goal is to have an endless war, not a successful war. Because the goal is not to completely subjugate Afghanistan. The goal is to use Afghanistan to wash money out of the tax bases of the United States, out of the tax bases of European countries, through Afghanistan, and back into the hands of a transnational security elite. That is the goal, i.e. the goal is to have an endless war, not a successful war. Was the Wayback Machine with uh, Assange when he could speak to the public and uh, telling us what was going on? It was used as a uh, money laundering station, Afghanistan. Our tax dollars going in and uh, getting uh, subverted wherever they wanted them to go, and for Europe as well. So that was interesting. Yesterday we talked about uh, handing Afghanistan over to China. So there's a lot going on, and I asked my my good old friend and uh, and and co-host through all the years I've been doing the show, Investigator Dave, who has actually this background in he's. LAPD for decades, and then, of course, private investigator, history major, history teacher. And so, I mean, all those things together, it always makes Dave a fun guest to have on and a fun co-host to have here. So, Investigator Dave, how are you? Uh, well, I'm doing pretty good. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, and so, Thank I, you for well, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, we have a lot to talk about. And so let's talk about Afghanistan. By the way, I just wanted to thank J.C. Hall, Chris Ann Hall's husband, for coming on, talking um, about all kinds of issues with education and the teacher rant. And then also Alex Newman came on and uh, was talking about uh, what happened at the symposium with Mike Lindell. So all that will be on podcast for everybody listening if you missed the first uh, or the last hour of the show. And so, Dave, uh, Afghanistan. I mean, what I what I ran across today and hat tip Mike on this, um, the new Taliban president, um, Jalali, Jalali is not your average Taliban fighter. He was a professor at Pentagon funded university, the National Defense University in Washington, D.C. He was for 20 years director at the CIA Friendly Voice of America, trained by the British Army. And so what what has been going on in Afghanistan is certainly an illusion. That was an interesting, interesting, uh, you know, yeah. uh, snapshot of, of what's happening. So <laughs> let's weigh in. What do, what do you think? Let's go. 
Are you trying to tell me that for 20 years we never really tried to take over, I mean, you know, the Taliban? Mm-hmm. It was just a money-making scheme? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know you're in shock, right? <laughs> yeah, you mean like Vietnam or yeah. Korea? Yep, yep. Or World War I? Even World War Two to many people? No, I'm so wow. aghast and, and surprised and shocked. No, not at all, said anyone listening to the show. Yeah, I know. It's yeah. nauseating. This is, this is awful. It's amazing. It's amazing. And it happens all the time. Mm-hmm. One thing is a history major you find, especially since the 1913, mm-hmm. that one of the most important things that the monetary system can get money is through warfare. Yeah. Of countries. Right. And boy, they they use it big time and they get awful, awful rich. This whole thing in, in Afghanistan, um, you know, it's just been going, it, not only us, but back, what we talked about last time in the 1740s, you know, 1730s and 40s, when uh, England invaded Afghanistan, it wasn't really England, it was a East India Tea Company. Mm-hmm. And the uh, who were started a century and a half before that, and they were so close to England that as a corporate, this East India Tea Company was a corporate that almost owned England. They had their own army of 260,000 people. They had they set up their own laws in different countries that they would conquer as a corporate law and call it English law. It was so blended together, it was amazing. And when they went into Afghanistan with the same reason, of course, they got whipped pretty bad by the, Afghanis, but still, the whole purpose for going in there for the English Tea Company, East India Tea Company, and America, and Russia has always been money, mm. and it's 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 to do money, and and it's been pretty darn good for us for the last twenty years as far as you know we're sacrificing soldiers' lives and PTSD and all that other stuff, but boy. You know, our corporations and people are making some pretty darn good money off of yeah. this. Not only that, the drug companies are making a lot, you know, with the uh, importing of heroin and, and all that other, you know, that we're able to pay those people off. And it's just, a, it's been a financial boon. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it really has. And so what's happening right now is that, yeah, you know, the United States is not really run by President Biden. Yeah. The same way that England wasn't run by the, the king or queen at that time, mm-hmm. at least at that time, it's still not. You know, corporations own the United States. The military owns it. Companies own it. Special interests own it. And and all these other people have influence from from all kinds of sources. And, uh, and Biden just kind of bounces around at the top. Um, and so we've got people in that say, well, wait a minute. China, can they make more money off of this? Because China's paying off an awful lot of our deep state. And it's, it's a, got a lot of influence in America. And now that Afghanistan, we finally decided to pull out. We'll be out of there, I guess, in early September. Mm-hmm. Finally, there's 10 to 15,000 Americans left over there. And uh, it's, it's a big disaster, but it'll soon be forgotten, just like the Twin Towers when when we had that blown up, everybody forgets it after a while. But in the meantime, there is a border about 40, 47 miles mm-hmm. between uh, 
between China and Afghanistan. Do you know they have a joint border? Mm-hmm. It's really, yeah, it's a really interesting. Right. And right through that border, it's a beautiful little area, finally. Most of uh, Afghanistan is mountainous and terrible, but over there on the Hindu Kush, it's called, or uh, the, let's see if I can pronounce that, Chalichugu Valley mm-hmm. that goes between Afghanistan and China. It's a beautiful valley. There's a river that goes through it. Some goats that are only particular to that area, but it's part of the Silk Road. The Silk Road goes right through there, and uh, China is trying to establish this Silk Road going through China, through Afghanistan, and then further west, uh, either by rail or by uh, all kinds of different means. Uh, And this is very, very important for transport transporting goods increase their trade routes so they're going to make a lot if they and right now they're talking with the afghanis pretty much now the the trouble with afghanistan is that it kind of it's it's so hard to get centralized you've got powerful groups in there and some of them are now saying we are not going to harbor terrorists yeah. Don't worry about it. We're not going to harbor any terrorists. They're not going to come from here. No Islamic terrorists, or they're banned here. Of course, there's probably other groups that say, no, no, we'll welcome them on the side or whatever. Mm-hmm. But anyway, the, the main main groups are saying, don't worry about us. They've had 20 years, you know, to look out. And, and while we were there, uh, we've set up businesses. We've said, It's not just the military walking around. We've set up all kinds of industry. And, uh, and the Afghanis are into that also. A lot of the, the more powerful Afghani leaders are into that. And now right. they're being approached by China, and they're being warned by Russia, and they're trying to get their hand in there. And so I, I don't think it's going to go bad, but I think that's one of the main reasons that China is trying to get in there right now. Uh, Afghanistan is right now um, it's rich in minerals. It's got some good minerals in there. And they've got some good roots in there, and they're weak. Right. I know the Taliban. I know the Taliban is, you know, they they're they've got their tribes and everything else, but they're ready for exploitation. Right. And uh, mm. and China, I think, will do that exploitation. But one of the main reasons is that China is being cut off so much by India, Pakistan, and others, and certain passes down there in Malaysia, Malaysia area right it's hard to get their ships into the indian ocean get them around africa get them through the red sea and the suez canal and everywhere else mm-hmm. to to europe so china it just needs as many they're all kind of isolated there right. they can cross the pacific united states but otherwise they're isolated pretty much from the rest of the world and they're doing everything they can to try to open up routes mm-hmm. trade routes right <laughs> And, and so this is very important to China to do that. So I think that's one of the main reasons. And I think they're going to be one of the predominant um, influencers in Afghanistan right now. Wow. Hmm. Yeah, it's, uh, I, you know, it's funny because we have so many fish to fry here that it's, uh, 
I think this is just kind of, people just have a hard time even thinking about what's going on there because we have so much going on here. That's why I said in the last hour, might as well, we might as well have a big visual of starting to fly Nazi flags instead of the American flag. Maybe that'll finally get get to people that, that it needs to sink in, you know, where we're at right now. And we're watching all of the things that have happened with these countries. And, um, and we don't realize that the same thing is going on with our country too. And we've just been cooed by an election fraud and they installed uh, their their little communist regime. Not that there weren't communists in there already. And and so and then you've got this on top of it, but it's multi-layered, isn't it? There's so many different like subplots going on with this. Yeah. And, and Kate, it, it, you know, as a historian, mm-hmm. one of the things I do is I not only look at the details of history, but I try to look at the movements. Mm hmm. And, and the myths and the folklores and the cultures and the civilizations and the rise and fall and what causes them throughout history. Uh, you know, all the way back, I, I first started on the Punic Wars and, and, and even before that. And it's very, very fascinating. It always goes on. Even if, if we were able to win right away and get Biden and all of his people out of there, and Clintons and all the others, it, it wouldn't go away. Mm-hmm. It's always, yep. it's an eternal struggle yep. of freedom, freedom versus slavery. Yep. And, it, and not one side of the one. aisle has stopped it. Not one side of the aisle. So just think about that, everyone. I mean, I, no one has stopped this. And so even, you know, there's only a few people in there that actually get it. There's only a few people that are even willing to say anything about it. That should tell everybody that um, that it hasn't gotten better over all the decades. And both parties are accomplices to what's happening because no one will fight any of it. We're going to come right back. I'll be back with Investigator Dave in just a moment. Flip side of the break. Stay with us. KateDallyRadio.com. lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. Hi there. Welcome back. Kate Daly Show. Investigator Dave always brings the most unique, fun music to the show. <laughs> that's one I've never heard, and that's saying something. Uh, Take Me Home and uh, 1964. Wow. Uh, Tom Roosh. So, is Oh, did I say 19? Yeah, 1864. Yeah. It would have been a lot more groovy if it had been 1964. Uh, thanks, uh, Investigator Dave. He's my, uh, he's my co-host this hour. And by the way, we're talking Afghanistan and China, and we always talk... Uh, uh, you know, what's going on abroad uh, with Investigator Dave as well. And also, I just wanted to mention, get over to MyPillow.com, use the code word Kate, and you can actually snag those incredible sheets that that are just like what my grandma used to have on her bed. And I love these sheets. I've been looking for those for a long time. And uh, who knew that MyPillow would have them, right? But uh, those crisp, 
clean, good quality sheets. Oh my gosh. So you can grab them for like under 50 bucks. Yeah. Because if you use the code Kate, he's passing on all that savings to you because the retail stores are being such jerks to him that, um, because he's one of the only citizens, he is the only citizen putting all, putting his money into uh, voter fraud, exposing voter fraud. It's an amazing guy. Anyway, go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate, support what he's doing, support Truth and Radio, support this show, and also get incredible products. And I would order up for Christmas is what I would do. You never know what shortages are coming. So go to MyPillow.com, code word Kate. Okay, Investigator Dave, let's go. Okay. Uh, All right. You got the let's floor. Let's go just for a minute. Uh, I want to jump back to real quick, just finish up something on China. Okay. Um, you know that they've... Pretty much, or they're trying to take over the South China Sea, mm-hmm. and they're they're trying to expand their trade route as much as they can to the South. But no matter where they go, what they do there, um, and their all their trade, if they want to trade with Europe and Africa and India and everywhere else, they have to send their trade between Australia and Asia, mm-hmm. and it has to go west through there. And and there's only one little strait called the Strait of Malacca that all trade has to go through. And it is like 450 miles long. It's between Malaysia and and uh, Indonesia. And it's, it's very narrow. And the thing of it is, is right now, the islands that pretty much control it are owned by, claimed by India. And right now, as we're speaking, Australia, India... The Philippines, Malaysia, and all those countries down there are holding war games on the Straits of Malacca. Right. They've got sub. They've got submarines down there. They've got warships and everything else, in order that if anything ever happens, they can shut down the strait. Mm-hmm. And that means and that means shut down China. Uh, and so. You know, it's they just want to maintain. It's kind of a message to China. Uh, even, yeah, Malaysia is part of it. There's just a message to China that, hey, um, you're existing on our permission. <laughs> yeah. So unless China, if China decides to go for a war and needs, needs, to, uh, needs to use these straits, it's going to be difficult. Uh, everybody's trying to surround them as much as they can. Australia's cutting off iron. Uh, Vietnam's cutting off iron. And, and, and they're just making it really bad for China. And China's building a military so fast right now. They're trying to build warships as quick as they can uh, and, and planes and everything else, trying to be equivalent to maybe we can flex some muscle. And they just might try. So, I, you know, I just wanted to pass that on. That um, this thing is escalating in, in a, as you look at the world scene and, and as things move. And if I had watched Japan before World War II, I, you know, I wasn't born until after, just before they surrendered. But before, you know, to see the, how we cut off them, mm-hmm. and they had to go in, they invaded China to get resources and, right. and, and stuff. And, and Indonesia, they had to invade to get resources. And how we had to started cutting them off. And it caused them desperate desperation, you know, to finally declare war and, mm-hmm. and try to get back. So I would have seen that, right. but I'm seeing it right now. I'm seeing it right now in the middle of, in the Far East. So anyway, wow. let's just hope things work themselves out over there. Right. 
Okay. I today have been kind of studying the Revol- American Revolution. <clears throat> and I, another thing I want to, you see a lot of types and shadows and patterns in history. Mm-hmm. The American Revolution, does that compare in America today to what happened back then? Hmm. Is Can we compare Biden and the corporations and everybody to King George III? I don't know. Are He's got like three brain cells. They... Did anybody back then have three brain cells that was trying to run a country? <laughs> I don't know. Hmm. Anyway, uh, go ahead. They're, they're doing the same things to us now mm-hmm. that King George did to the colonists. Yeah. Uh, those colonists were Englishmen. They they thought that for 100, 200 years, we're right. English. We're English. 150 years, we're English. And then all of a sudden, you know, something happened. Something snapped. They were pressured and pressured. What was it? Well, one of the first things that happened was that England was in debt because mm-hmm. of her endless wars, not only in in uh, uh, or in the Far East, like we talked about in, in Afghanistan, but the Seven Years' War had just wrapped up, yeah, which we called over here the French and Indian Wars. And they needed money real bad. Well, we need money real bad. We spent a couple trillion dollars in Afghanistan, right. you know? Right. And and, uh, and so they're trying to get, what can they do to get money out of us? Well, England passed what was called the Revenue Act. Mm-hmm. And th- what this did was they started taxing everything. Uh, you know, whiskey, mm-hmm. rum, um, not only that, but they started taxing trade, uh, agriculture, lots of things. Well, the Americans... We're way over here, and they're way over there, so we didn't necessarily pay all that stuff. Right. So they said, okay, well, we're going to send a bunch of agents over to America, and we're going to look for this stuff and make sure it's taxed. Right. And so they took away they took away search warrants. They said, our agents can go into any house, any business, anywhere, and break through barrels and go down into basements and see if we can find contraband. Jeez. <laughs> Kind of like yep. today, right? Kind of like today. I mean, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I used to be, I used to be a, you know, working narcotics in LAPD, and we always figured a good way to get through that front door, mm-hmm. and um, even without a warrant. Sure. But it, it works, and and they're making it even worse now because they're doing all kinds of easy warrants and, and other things that uh, searching people. So, and people don't like it. So anyway, that was part of the revenue that passed the Indemnity Act. And that meant that all trade had to come from England, right? Right. Everything you bought, everything you bought had to come from England, and England was owned by the East India Tea Company, and the East India Tea Company needed money, and so Americans were buying all of our tea from Holland, because Holland had real cheap tea, and the, and the East India Tea Company says, no, we'll force them to buy from us, and so they combined with the government and colluded with them to force everybody to buy tea from East India Tea Company. Kind of like the way we got to buy vaccines today from Pfizer and Moderna. <laughs> so true. You know? Yeah, it's yeah. criminal. It's criminal. And they, they compelled, <laughs> compelled us to do it. Uh, yeah. And then they passed the Commissioner of Customs Act, and that was just a bunch of tax increases where they sent over more agents Mm-hmm. to make sure everybody is paying the taxes. Right. And in, in 1768, the next year, they passed the Vice Admiralty Court Act. 
And this set up naval courts. What this said was, okay, uh, federal courts are taking over everything. Okay, not mm-hmm. colonial courts. You guys are too lenient on each other. Mm-hmm. And um, we're not going to let you really, you know, try each other very much. We're taking over. Kind of like today. Right. Only back then, they they gave the judges, the judges they sent over here, 5% of every fine that they made on people. Amazing. Yeah, it's and, true, though. I so love the similarities they, that you're pointing they, out. They're buying off the judges. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's so... Yeah. It's, or blackmailing it's so them. Easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's so easier to buy off blackmail or threaten judges than it is legislators. Yeah. Legislators sometimes take too long. Yeah, that's true. If you want... if you want, Yeah, and I found this is true. If you want to run a country, you run the judges. Yep. If you want to, if you want to get people, you, you you get it through the judges. They can make injunctions, they can cancel things, they can say this is unconstitutional or this is constitutional or whatever. It's a lot easier to go through judges so if true. you want to get your way, and it's the way it is today. The way what they made it back then. Um, Great point. It's kind of fascinating. Fascinating. Um, and they were worried that Americans would stop paying these taxes and 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 everything else. I read an article thing by John Dickinson. He's a Pennsylvania farmer. He wrote a bunch of brochures back then, and he said, "Don't concede to this just because the taxes are low. This mm-hmm. would set a dangerous precedent." Um, very very true. So we we didn't contend too much when the income tax was passed in 1930. Right. You know, one one more percent and up to three percent. It's only the rich that have to pay it. Blah, it's blah, so blah. true, though. It comes and, in segments and bites, and we take it because it, we're we're promised all this. And it's like every bill, you know, every bill just keeps expanding. They never take any away. It just keeps expanding. And they just get their foot in the door, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And so anyway, Massachusetts started revolting, and and a lot several other colonies did. New York and couple others, but mainly Massachusetts. And so uh, King George sent over an army, and they stationed them in Boston. And uh, there were a lot of other laws that they passed, too, you know, the Quartering Act and, mm-hmm. and the, the Stamp Act. Uh, even before that, they were all correspondence had to be printed in English and uh, England and stamped and everything else. But uh, And there was riots, and there was, of course, the... You know, the Christmas right. Addicts was killed in the Boston Massacre. He was a, by the way, the first American casualties in the Revolution was Christmas Addicts. He was a black guy. Yeah. Yeah. Ironic. Yeah. They're revolting against England. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so what they decided to do was the Americans were, the militias were starting to organize. They were already organized. They were pretty tight. And, uh, you know, over in Lexington and Concord, especially Lexington, they were storing ammunition and guns and things like that. And so um, Lieutenant Colonel Francis Smith, he was a British commander. He took 700 men and decided then he would march them westward from Boston over toward Lexington and seize the American guns mm-hmm. and, and ammunition. And, um, you know, 50 miles. So he started marching them west. And um, they got to Lexington. But before they did, they left at 2 in the morning. 
Right. But the Americans had a spy in Boston, and he was on the <coughs> church tower, a huge church tower. Mm-hmm. And uh, he let the Americans know that they were coming. And so he lit a couple of lanterns, which meant by land. One Ooh. is by land, too. Let's stop right there. Cliffhanger. <laughs> we'll be right back. Ooh. Investigator Dave. Investigator Dave, be right back. I love all the similarities that he's pointing out. Be right back. Kate Daly Show. Talk lines are open now. Call 888-673-1450. This is the Kate Daly Show. My grandfather's clock was too large for the shelf, so it stood 90 years on the floor. It was taller by half than the old man himself, though it weighed not a penny weight more. It was bought on the morn of the day that he was born, and was always his treasure and pride. But it stopped short, never to go again. Okay, Dave, this is another one I have not heard. (laughs) I heard them all. 1876, my grandfather's clock. Wow. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I always like it when you bring uh, music to the show. It's fun because it's stuff usually I've never heard. So that's cool. Yeah. I like it. Um, by the I way, like a lot of the old songs. what's that? You like? I know. I noticed <laughs> back in the 1800s. <laughs> um, so uh, go to Bal. I like it though. Balance of Nature, balanceofnature.com. Get the product. What can I say? Um, it's amazing, and I would not be without it. I, I know a lot of people are running. They're getting vitamin C and D and all of those things. But at the core, you should have Balance of Nature because that's 31 fruits and vegetables a day. All those phytonutrients in your system working for you and your immune system. It is a fantastic product. And if you went out and tried to do all of that yourself, you could never match the price because it's it's actually so affordable. Make sure you get uh, balanceofnature.com and put in the code Kate and let that be the basis that helps your immune system uh, flourish. All right. So uh, Dave, okay, let's keep going because you were on a roll and I, I felt bad we had to go cliffhanger. <laughs> That's okay. Well, the British got up at 2 o'clock in the morning. I mean, left to head over to Boston in the middle of the night. And General Gage thought he'd surprise the colonists by getting, you know, sneaking over there and getting their guns and ammo. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, when I was a kid, they didn't teach this uh, critical race stuff. Mm-hmm. We used to learn real history. Yeah. And we had to learn a poem about that. Have you ever heard that Longfellow's poem, Henry Watson's yeah. Longfellow? Yeah. Listen, my Listen, my children, and you shall yeah. hear the midnight ride. Very of famous. Um, yeah, on the 19th of April in 75, hardly a man is now alive that remembers that famous day in here. It was a great poem. Yeah. Good to memorize. Now we learn uh, rap songs that tell us we're creeps, but yeah, I mean, I, I love it that we used, to, we used to learn those things, and that's a very famous poem. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it is. So they sent, it was, it was um, Paul Revere and Samuel Prescott, they went riding through the, because uh, they got captured, they went riding through the uh, militia towns. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the regulars are coming, the regulars are coming. <laughs> and so they got up and, and they stood on the Lexington Square. And, uh, uh, you know, maybe 50 or so militiamen stood there. And uh, 
they heard the drums, and then along came uh, Lieutenant Colonel Francis Smith with his British regulars. Mm-hmm. They marched out on the square, and they said, disperse, go home. And the colonists didn't know what to do. And and then they said, fix bayonets. Mm-hmm. And they fixed bayonets, and they pointed them at the, and then they said, forward. And, and the colonists, what do you do? This crunch time now. What do you do? You're staring at the British militia, and I mean uh, regulars, and they're coming right at you with bayonets, marching toward you. Do you run? Do you finally make a stand? What do you do? It's it's time. It is, it is no more delay. And I've thought about that and thought about that. What do would I do in a similar situation? Mm-hmm. Right. If they came, if they came and they said, "You will be picked up." and be taken down and get that vaccine or you will do this or you will do that. What do you do? Right. What do you do? Finally. Yeah. What do you do? And so while the colonists were all shaken, didn't know what to do. Somebody fired a shot. Don't know what, who did it, either British or Americans or somebody. There was a shot heard and it's called the shot heard around the world. Cause when that shot went off, the British fired a volley, killed, killed eight Americans, wounded uh, like 11. And then they, the Americans fired a few shots in return, killed one British soldier, and ran off. And they ran back. Fortunately, the Americans had already hidden the guns and ammo, taken them elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And so the British didn't get them. So they followed the Americans all the way over to Concord Bridge. <clears throat> and over on Concord Bridge, the Americans finally made a stand, about 400 of them stood behind the, it's a, it's a kind of a creek, a little bit of a creek river. They stood behind it, and the British came up to try to chase them away, and there was a firefight, and the British retreated because they get, took more casualties. There was only 100 British and about 400 Americans. So they went back, joined the rest of the British, and Smith decided that, all right, uh, there's no guns and ammo here. We're going to go back. We've been up since 2 in the morning. We're going back to Boston. And it was terrible for them. Because after the eight Americans were killed, this word spread fast and furious, and all the militias of all the towns came running out to the road between Boston and uh, and uh, Carl, uh, yeah, Lexington, and all of a sudden they were firing on the British. British were trying to hold them off. They they ran out of ammo. They were tired. They were hungry. They hadn't been up. And it was looking like disaster. It looked like they're all going to have to surrender to the Americans. They were rescued by a guy named um, Lord Percy from Boston. He got up at four or five in the morning and uh, took a thousand men out there and, and met up with them at Lexington and managed to get them back. But there were fights all the way, all the way. Hmm. The British finally went back to, to Boston and holed up in there. And it's it's only, you know, it's out there in the, it's, it's only a peninsula. To go to Boston. I don't know if you ever been there. No, I haven't. Yeah, I've been there. The roads are terrible. It's like a spaghetti bowl. But anyway, and held them off, and that was the beginning of the American Revolutionary War. Yeah. And I I thought, what would happen? It's almost like we've got King George the Third over us today. All the things that he and the British were doing, they're doing to us. At what point? You know, will Americans stand? And can they? 
Hey, interesting thing. I'll tell you one thing. You know, I was at, on a on the 12th of April in 2014. I went over to the Bundy Ranch, and I don't know if you, your listeners know much about the Clive and Bundy. Mm-hmm. But, oh, of uh, course. Yeah, we've been talking about it on the air forever. Yeah, he owned a bunch of cattle over there on Gold Butte, mm-hmm. and uh, he'd been there for all his family for you know many many years. Right. Uh, for a long time since the 1800s. They've been, you know, grazing their cattle on BLM land. Well, the United States government decided the BLM decided they wanted that land, they wanted his cattle off, and they wanted to take over control of that land. Reasons? Uh, a lot of reasons, you know, if you want. But nothing legal. Nothing legal. They couldn't take mm-hmm. it for legal reasons. They you know? couldn't. Mm-mm. And so you know what they did? They said, well, you owe us a million dollars in in leasing fees. Yeah. Your cattle made up fees on, that, on, by on, the way, they never went after again. By the way, just just let everybody know the end of that story. Do you know they never, ever, ever went after anything because they knew they couldn't, but it never made the press. But go ahead, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's just insane. Well, hey, I spent a long time back then because I heard one of the Bundys, I think it was Clive, and say, "Show us the show us the invoice." I've never seen it. Yeah, how can you make it? And it turned up, I, I searched and I searched. There never was. Nope. It was a news made media. Up. It was made up. $1 million. Dollars. It oh. was fake news. But everybody buys on to that. And so many people, left and right, and conservative and elsewhere, say they should have paid the million dollars. There was no million dollar nope. do it, bit debt. Nope. And it, but, but, but it's kind of like, you know, there's so much fake news out there. And this was a good fake one. It turned the government, uh, turned people for the government against them. Well, they should have paid the bill. There was no bill. <laughs> there was no bill. You know? Nope. They never yeah. owed it. And so, by the way, they got out of jail and they never, uh, they were exonerated, fully exonerated, and they never could go after a penny because they knew it was fake to begin with. But they had the whole country believing they were evading some sort of tax. And that was not true at all. It wasn't even true. Not a smidgen of that sentence was true. Yeah. It's exa- a farce. Exactly. Exactly. But they held them in jail for quite a while in a private prison yep. and tortured them in there. And yep. they would not let them go until Donald Trump got elected. And, uh, and all of a sudden, the judge decided, well, maybe there's, there's some merit to what their argument is and let them go. But up until then, under Obama, there was they would not let them go. Yep. So anyway, when I went to the Bundy Ranch, uh, you know, because Clive and Bundy said, "I you've got to go. The government, BLM came, and they rounded up a bunch of his cattle, several hundred head, and they, they were starving, and I saw them over there. They were, you know, there's no water or anything, and mm-hmm. uh, they just rounded them up because they were going to clean them out. And Clive and Bundy finally says, calls a big rally. Lots of, I guess, 1,000 people showed up or more that I saw, and a um, huge rally and said, you're going to let them go now. The sheriff came out and said, no, we'll let them go in two weeks. No, no, you're letting them go now. Right. And the BLM, you guys, uh, now. And so he says, let's go over there and get the cattle. And I, I'm there, and I'm going, wow, this guy's bold. Yeah. But the thing that interested me was that when I went there, traffic was being directed by militia units. Hmm. And Bundy, Bundy was protected by militia units that stood in front of him. And they were organizing things and keeping things going. And these militia units were uniformed and some of them were armed and they were very regulated yeah 
It was a very regulated private militia. I asked a couple of them, you know, they came from Oklahoma. They came from Michigan. And there's, and I'm, I, I always thought that, you know, militia groups, they just kind of gather in a bar and they talk about this and that, what guns they have, and they're looking out for any FBI guy that might be infiltrating them. And, uh, you know, that kind of a thing. But to me, it was very surprising to see these guys. And they weren't all white. They were black there and everything, you mm-hmm. know. To see these guys working in a regular manner, a proficient manner, I felt very protected by them. <laughs> yeah. I really did, because I didn't know what would happen there. Right. And then, of course, of course, then they finally, the government backed down and uh, allowed all those cattle to be released. So <clears throat> I don't know uh, what's going to happen, you know, here in the future. And yeah. I think I talked about this last time too. Mm-hmm. Um, at what, at what point uh, would it take, or will it take, or will it, like it like it with the Bundys, the government just back down and say no, 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 don't worry about it. We're we're dropping this right. and we're dropping that. We we want to keep the peace, and that would be great. That would be great. I like that. Well, but, I don't um, know. I know a lot of people. Even I, I had a I had a conversation with a friend of mine last night who's surrounded by uh, liberals in California, and he said. You know, it's interesting to watch them change as they're noticing all of these things coming down. And you would think that they'd be all over it. No, actually, they're not. And and there's a, there's so many people that are, are seeing what's happening that uh, would at first probably have voted. You know, they voted for Biden. But then all of a sudden they're, they've noticed the last six months what's been going on and and uh, they're horrified by it. And they actually think there's going to be some sort of revolution in this country. And uh, like I have always said, though, on the show, you know what? Um, we fought a bloody revolution. We don't have to do that again. The Constitution is in place. We just have to find ways to shore that up. And um, we can avoid that. Uh, so, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how much pushback. You know, the restaurants suing in New York, the uh, the people that you go into a restaurant and demand to see all the employees' health health vaccination charts and 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 long medical yeah. history and watch how things turn around fast we have to do pushback in creative creative ways we really do yeah exactly My, and another thought came to me real quick is mm-hmm. if there was an incident say a shot heard around the world who would know about it yeah would it be would it be suppressed oh urged, yeah for sure canceled? oh for sure how would the information get out back then you had Writers that would go out to all the different towns mm-hmm. and explain what would happen. You had the casualties being taken back home and nursed, and people would say, you know, the Redcoats did this. But would it happen today? How w- would they effectively be able to purge it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. They should try. <laughs> yeah. I'm. So. It's really, I know everyone's frustrated. And like I said, we're going to have to get creative. And that means that we're going to have to think outside the box. I mean, I wasn't joking when I said start flying a Nazi flag to wake people up. Sometimes sometimes visual representation going far the other way so people can see where we're headed um, might maybe might do some good. Kind of like that share clip where she goes, she, she slaps him and she goes, snap out of it. You know, we have got to get people to snap out of it right now um, so that we can retain our country because we're losing it right now. We're absolutely losing it. And I've never yeah. really said that on the show, but we are now. So we have got to wake up. Hey, Investigator Dave, thank you. You're the best. Thank you, Kate. Really appreciate you. I love all the thoughts. I'll be I'll be rolling those around my brain tonight. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, uh, Judy Mikevitz. Tomorrow, Dr. Judy Mikevitz and uh, 
man, that's going to be good. So make sure that you uh, listen in tomorrow. Again, uh, Investigator Dave's amazing, and uh, thank you. And, of course, see you tomorrow. Be faithful, be fearless, everybody, and go to katedallyradio.com. Go share the video that's almost a million views in a week. Uh, that's the video of what happened to us in the, in the hospital. Go, 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 share, share, share that, please. We need to save some more lives. Thanks, you guys. katedallyradio.com. It's all written out.